Who am I? Why am I here? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Tear down this wall. And the wall just got 10 feet taller. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. From an increasingly lonely room on the fourth floor of the CC <laughs> building. It's election shock therapy. It is. It's like uh, 10.30. It's 10.30. Yeah. And, um, and, the, and the election results are still coming in, but we're getting a much stronger sense of what the makeup of American electoral politics is going to look like uh, for the next two years. And um, to start with, let's, let me give the top headlines, and I'll turn it over to my colleagues here uh, for a little bit of reaction. First things first, uh, we can say as definitively as we possibly can at this point that um, Democrats are going to take control of the U.S. House. They'll probably pick up somewhere in the range of 28 to 32, 33 seats, somewhere in that range. I feel really good about saying that. Um, mm-hmm. because a couple of weeks ago at our homecoming event, I predicted a 30-seat <laughs> gain for Democrats, so right there down the, down the pipe for me. Um, but in the, in the uh, Senate, it looks like, and not, uh, we can say for certain, that uh, Republicans are going to hold on to control of the Senate mm-hmm. and probably are going to pick up somewhere in the range of four, maybe as many as five seats. And um, guys, any surprises here? Uh, yeah, a few. I mean, there's surprises in the um, in Florida, um, so mm-hmm. that was not uh, necessarily expected to look like. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, Florida's a surprise. Um, what, what what in Florida's a surprise? <laughs> well, actually, both. I mean, the Florida yeah. governor and Senate let's go through the Florida surprises. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Florida is always yeah. su- surprising us. It's right, weird right. that they keep the capacity to surprise right. us. Yeah, they yeah. Do. I mean, it was clear they were going to be close, but they did both look like they were leaning toward the Democratic Party. Um, the polling for both the governor race and the Senate race seemed like they yeah, were right. going that direction. And it um, is, I mean, DeSantis has won the governorship. That's been declared. Uh, Gillum has conceded. Um, yeah. The Senate's a little closer, but Scott is ahead. And um, it looks like by enough that you wouldn't really expect a recount to overturn that. Yeah. Um, so or a late-breaking comeback. Or a late-breaking comeback, right? I mean, it's, you know, 50.3 to 49.7, and that's close, but probably enough that he's... He's won. So that's a pickup the Republicans mm-hmm. really weren't counting on um, in the last few days. And then right. on, on top of that, they've held Tennessee and Texas, yep. which looked like you know the Democrats had some promising candidates there. They've picked up Indiana. They picked up North Dakota. Missouri's looking very good. Arizona's looking like they might actually hold, although there's a long ways to go in that one. Haven't seen anything out oh. of Nevada yet. Um, Montana was one they would hope to, to maybe take. Um, the president went out and campaigned there, and the early returns are looking pretty good for John Tester, who's the incumbent Democrat. Mm-hmm. But right. But still, I mean, yeah, as you said, like you know, maybe four seats, three. You know, I'd say four, give or take one, um, is looking likely, and that's yep. that's definitely on the the bullish side um, for the Republicans for the night in the Senate. So all things considered, both parties have something to celebrate here. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, yep. Who celebrate? Who celebrates more? <laughs> oh boy, uh, I don't. I mean, the, the, that's in the zero sum game of politics, somebody's right. a loser. Somebody's a loser. Um, I think the expectations favor the Republicans. Yeah. I mean, because they sort of thought they were probably going to lose the House anyway. Right. I don't think they lost it by as much as they might have. I think they mm-hmm. picked up more in the Senate, and I think 
the other thing I would emphasize is governor races are really important, and they won a couple of high-profile yep. ones. They they picked up a win in Florida they didn't expect yep. really. Um, they picked up the Ohio, um, your you know your yep. home state, Mitch, um, and hey. pretty big. Hey. And, 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 and Morris, yeah. Um, and you know, both of you, yeah, two Ohioans. Yep. Um, and you, you knew know, this was a good place. <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean that was and that was actually a surprisingly big win yeah. for Dewine. Yep. Um, and so there's that's a couple of pickups they didn't really expect. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, actually, I'm. As I look at the loss in Kansas, where the Democrats did pick up that governorship, I actually think that might be one that some Republicans are probably privately cheering. Um, a lot of Republicans were not terribly happy with their candidate there. Some of them came out and actually endorsed Laura Kelly, the Democratic candidate. And so that might be one where they're just sort of, a lot of them are kind of relieved to oh, Chris Kobach go away <laughs> and not um, have a megaphone. So yeah. that's actually another one where you might actually think that that's a, a you lose and therefore you win. <laughs> uh, I, I, I suspect some are privately happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that about covers most of the most of the big surprises. Um, I mean, here in local races, of course, I think we're still kind of looking to see what yep. happens, especially with the attorney general. See if Keith Ellison uh, or Wardlow comes out of that. Um, yep. So, uh, I think that's the sort of the the only thing, uh, other than maybe just trying to see what Nevada happens in Nevada and Arizona. Mm -hmm. Other than that, that's the only major thing where the jury is still out, and we're kind of mm -hmm. waiting to yep. to see. Um, but other than that, you know, I, just to go back to your question, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think I would lean more towards Republicans having things to celebrate. Um, you know, it's it as as we've been saying, you know, it's no it's no great thing to have, you know, the midterm, you know, to have the midterm law in your favor for the Democrats um, in terms of picking up seats in the House. Um, mm -hmm. That's what happens every time. And for the Republicans, you know, they've won they've won some some contested seats. Mm -hmm. And so that that mm -hmm. feels much more like. Once again, sort of a, a sort of a Republican night in that in that way, yeah. Yep. It's a Republican night, even though they did lose control of one of the chambers of right. the, the right. legislature. Right. Yeah. Right. And it does give the Democrats a lot more options going forward. I mean, right. they can launch investigations of the president. They've already declared their intent to do that. Yep. Um, it gives them a lot more power in terms of sort of what they can do in Washington. Yeah. Um, but the Republicans, again, you know, I think they they win the expectations game. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think they they performed better than expected. Yeah. Um, everyone pretty much expected the Democrats to take the House, yeah. um, and some people were you know hoping for a much larger takeover. I thought I think that was always kind of unlikely, but mm -hmm. um, but you know again if you're hoping for that, then this is disappointing, right? Right. I mean, thirty seats is disappointing if you were hoping for sixty. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, and I think this is sort of time will tell. I think as to whether tonight was a big victory for the Democrats, mm -hmm. we may look mm -hmm. back in two years and say this was a huge victory for the Democrats, depending on what they can actually turn up in their investigations. Right. If we right. look back yep. um, in you know a year from now or two years from now, and we say, well, you know, because Democrats won tonight, they were able to get mm -hmm. into Trump's tax returns and found whatever they found, or because they did this, you <laughs> know, they were able to actually uncover evidence right. of you know wrongdoing in terms of mm -hmm. you know contacts with Russia or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, so if they're able to actually turn up hard evidence as a result right. of mm -hmm. being able to launch investigations, then we'll look back and we'll say, you know, this evening was a disaster for the for the Republicans. I mean, right. it was sort of the beginning right. of the end of the Trump presidency. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it obviously we won't know that for another mm -hmm. year, two years. Right. <laughs> um, and in some ways, this might actually be a advantageous for Democrats in terms of mm -hmm. the investigative power, because had they taken control of both the House and the Senate, there might have been pressure to rush investigations, to file, you know, right, there might have been right. pressure from the left wing of the Democratic Party to file articles of impeachment. Yep. 
And with just one of the houses, they don't have that sort of pressure. The Senate's not going to go along with them with anything. Right. right. Uh, so this is a matter of simply providing oversight and investigation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, the, the flip side of that, I would say, and this is the sort of counter narrative to the one Mitchell just outlined for us, is um, you could also think about it that this, this could be a great thing for the Republicans that the Democrats did pick up the House, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're President Trump, this gives you the chance now for the next two years to have someone to blame, right? And you haven't had anyone to blame really for this not getting done. I mean, there's people he's tried to blame the media and people like that, right? But but in terms of the government, I mean, you've had Republicans right. controlling the House, Republicans controlling the Senate, Republicans controlling the presidency. You should get things done, right? Mm-hmm. And when you don't get things done, it's because your party can't get things done. Now he has a very convenient scapegoat. Yep. Um, the other party controls the House of Representatives, um, and so anything that doesn't get done, you can always blame them, right, and say, you yep. didn't work with me. You were thwarting the will of the American people, my attempts to protect them, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I, I could see him really trying that strategy. I mean, yep. you know, run hard against a kind of do-nothing house. I mean, it's the, it's the Harry Truman strategy. It's the, been the Barack Obama strategy. It's, mm-hmm. it's an oft-used strategy. Yep. Bill Clinton in 96, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a couple of things just to pick up on that. I think on the one hand, I think that's definitely true. I just in favor of the Democrats. One of the things that they will gain from this is a true national spokesperson, um, even though Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi w- doesn't seem to have any kind of presidential aspirations. Um, right. She will suddenly have a much larger megaphone um, to speak to the American people as Speaker of the House. Um, so in that sense, the Democrats do gain mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. to actually sort of take that national leadership role. It's not to say that she wasn't occupying that space before, that Chuck Schumer didn't somewhat have that, but you get a more, you, you, you get more attention, you have more, um, mm-hmm. more clout um, once you actually have that official role as being Speaker of the House. So, um, so that will certainly in some ways help the Democrats, I think, in organizing themselves and maybe even in thinking about 2020. On, on the flip side, I think going along with Andy's narrative there, of saying that President Trump will have somebody to blame. I think in some ways, you know, if you look back to Clinton, uh, in some ways this is sort of what saved the Clinton presidency. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about Clinton going mm-hmm. into 90, you know, after the first two years of the Clinton presidency, everything was sort of just on fire. I mean, right. it was it was terrible. They'd had their, you know, their own party had rejected mm-hmm. uh, their health care bill that Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton had written. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were just having all kinds of just terrible problems right. getting anything done. But suddenly... The Republicans take over the House, and Clinton is able to basically say it's all on the Republicans, and lo right. and behold, two years later, he gets reelected. So right. this may be you know, a, an opportunity for, for Trump to sort of repeat mm-hmm. that and say, mm-hmm. you know, everything is on fire right now. He's not able to get anything done, even though his party's in control. Lo and behold, the other party takes over, and that, lets you, that gives you cover then to get reelected in two years. Right, right. Is there any chance the Democrats don't go with Nancy Pelosi as speaker? I mean, because I ask that because some Democrats have run. She's not terribly popular um, with yeah, many voters. Right. Um, and some Democrats have run on a platform saying they will not actually vote for her for speaker. Yeah. I haven't done the numbers for how many of those people have won and whether there are enough of them to keep her from getting to 218. And you do have to get to 218 as speaker. Right. right. Um, is there any chance that forces the Democrats to choose a not Nancy Pelosi as speaker? P- Probably not. Um, there doesn't seem to be enough of a groundswell against her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the thing with 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 um, with all of with with sort of the politics of becoming speaker is you really need uh, you, you need a lot of people to be against you in order to actually right. lose that position. Right. Just because even if there are people who ran on that and they you know they, what they're going to be able to do is they will vote against her in the caucus. So when the Democrats 
when the Democratic yeah. Congress members actually yeah. meet to caucus, they will probably try to find somebody else to vote for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the actual vote in the House, yeah. they will almost certainly be pulled back in because the alternative is you don't actually elect your own speaker and <laughs> you actually right. give the Republicans a chance to bizarrely elect their speaker, which right. you know, no, you know, obviously they don't can, want to happen. Yeah. It, yeah, it can't right. happen, but... Um, But, you know, but you don't want that to happen. And so it's almost certain that Nancy Pelosi will have a majority within her own caucus and therefore she will get, uh, you know, the vast majority of the Democrats, you know, to reach at least 218 um, in the full chamber to to be elected speaker. Yeah. She's it's it's an interesting moment, too, because I mean, I think then you get Nancy Pelosi versus Donald Trump. And I'm Mm -hmm. I'm less convinced that's a good dynamic for Democrats. I mean, she is someone the Republicans have spent years hammering. Mm -hmm. She has a very negative image. It's always hard for the speaker to convince compete with the presidents right. in terms of yep. kind of the bully pulpit effect. Um, I think that's a comparison that Trump and Republicans are going to actually relish. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Pelosi is not a fresh face. She's been around for a really long yep. time. Mm-hmm. She's old. She's a lot older actually than the president, um, which is saying something because he's also old. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure that actually is, it, it gives them a unifying voice, but it gives them a really polarizing unifying voice. Yeah. So that's, it's a, it's a complicated mix for them. I mean, it would have, in some ways, been nice for the Democrats if they could have gotten somebody um, kind of newer and fresher, but I don't think they're going to get that. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so we'll s- we'll see how that plays out. Yep. One, two other quick things to mention before we sign off for the night. We will be back in your feed tomorrow morning with a full uh, EST wrap up of the midterm elections mm-hmm. and some other things uh, to look <laughs> forward to. Uh, but I said to throw on the fire here, uh, according to Dave Wasserman of the Cook Political Report whom I follow on Twitter. It's not like he and I are in touch or anything like that. (laughs) Oh, Uh, you and Dave. um, This is the first time in U.S. history that we have elected 100 women to the U.S. House at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I think the previous record was like 81. Yep. I think it's... it's And uh, two, uh, uh, for the first time ever, um, two uh, Muslim American women will take Mm -hmm. their seats uh, in the U.S. House, one from Minnesota and one from Michigan. So a couple firsts there for... Mm -hmm. um, uh, steps towards certainly not reaching it yet, but steps towards gender <laughs> mm-hmm. equality in uh, in the U.S. in the U.S. Congress. And so at least a couple of states are electing a woman to the Senate for the first time. I mean, Tennessee just elected Marsha Blackburn, who's the first woman they've ever elected to the Senate. In Arizona, whichever way they go, yeah. um, it's not clear yet as we talk. But they will. Um, but they will either be choosing Martha McSally or Kristen Sinema, and either way, they're going to get a female senator. So, yeah. um, big moment for them too. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, we will reconvene tomorrow morning with some coffee and <laughs> some <good>. fresh takes <laughs> on, uh, and uh, hopefully we, we'll get starting a little bit of a look at some exit polling data yeah. and see what we can make of some of these results. So on behalf That's of my good. colleagues here at Bethel University, you've been listening to some micropods from the midterm election results. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, go Royals. Go Royals.